Hello, you're listening to the Pharma Forum podcast. My name is Dominic Tyre, and I'm Pharma Forum's creative and editorial director. This episode is the first audio companion to the UK leaders' articles we've been running over on pharmaforum.com. It's a series that has so far featured general managers in the UK from the likes of Takeda, Gilead, and Diacho Sankyo, with many more in the pipeline. So I was delighted to add to it when I recently caught up with Denise Broderick, who's President and Managing Director for Galen, to find out about how she has led the company during the emergency phase of the COVID-19 pandemic, and the lessons she's learned from this about managing during a crisis. We also spoke more about her company and its plans, her career path to date, and what a UK Leaders' Day usually looks like. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other instalments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. Pharmaforum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharmaforum. Denise, welcome to the Pharmaforum podcast. You're currently President and Managing Director for Galen. Could you introduce the company to our listeners? Yes. Hi, everybody. Um, Galen is a global pharmaceutical company that specializes in developing and um, marketing products, both our own products and out-licensing and in-licensing additional products for partners that we work with. Thanks. So this this particular episode of the Pharma Forum podcast uh, fits in uh, neatly to our uh, written series uh, focusing on uh, UK pharmaceutical leaders. So starting off with with that uh, in in mind, I'd be really interested to hear about your your career path, your cu- uh, current role. Can you tell me how it, how it was you became to, to sit where where you do now? Yes. So I started out uh, in science. I did a degree in biochemistry, and then I did a PhD in cancer genetics. I always thought I was going to end up being a professor in academia and very quickly during my doctorate began to realize that um, I'm better suited being around more people um, than necessarily in the lab doing research and I always had a love of business so when I graduated from my PhD I took up a sales role with Novartis and thus started my career in the pharmaceutical industry. And since then, I moved through various sales roles, marketing roles, business access um, roles. And then uh, over the last 10 to 15 years, I've been in leadership roles, both in small pharma and in large pharmaceutical companies. I've also worked uh, across specialty pharmacy, generics, uh, biologics, biosimilars and medical devices. So it's been a fantastic career to date in terms of the wide variety that I've been involved in and also the various uh, companies that I've had the pleasure of working with. Um, I I found out along the way that I I really like to grow and um, be involved in building and transition of companies. And many of the companies that I've uh, taken up leadership roles in have been either expanding, going through organizational change, developing globally, moving into different uh, arenas with different products. So um, when the opportunity came up for the managing director of Galen, I obviously found it such a fascinating opportunity because Galen has so much potential in terms of where it's going, but it also has a very strong legacy 
having been over 50 years, uh, you know, around and doing uh, what it does best. So I took up this role about 18 months ago and uh, yeah, I have loved it ever since. It's been a fantastic uh, journey so far, Uh, a bit of a whirlwind as we've gone through a lot of changes as we build our strategy for the next few years. And uh, it's still to this day, you know, I'm still so passionate about what I do. I absolutely love that I get to combine business and science in um, the pharmaceutical arena. And in Galen in particular, there's a real, I suppose, family feel to it from the legacy of where it came from and also the fact that it's a private company as well. And the people here are, are wonderful to work with. So, yeah, it's been a great journey so far. Mm-hmm. And as, as you mentioned, you've been in, in uh, the role for around um, 18 months now. What does uh, the role of uh, managing director at Galen um, actually involve? I suppose particularly in, uh, in terms of well, how does it translate in terms of uh, your day-to-day working day? Yes, yeah, so I suppose the wonderful thing about the job that I do is no two days are the same. And, and that's really exciting and, you know, lots of um, adventure and newness to it. But um I suppose on a very top line level, I'm responsible for all aspects of the Galen operations, sales, marketing, and the governance across all of the global sites, because obviously we don't just operate in the UK, we operate in many countries across the globe. Um, I get to work with an incredibly talented team, and, uh, and I suppose I get to cultivate and create a culture within that team and within the organization that helps us become as strong as we can be in terms of partnering with our um, out-licensing and in-licensing partners, but also, more importantly, getting our products to the um, end user, which, of course, is to the patient. And and really, at the end of the day, it is all about the patient. It's all about making sure that they have access to the um, products that we market. Uh, I'm responsible, I suppose, for the development of Galen's existing portfolio of products, but also a huge portion of my business is taken up in the business development space where we're constantly looking at new opportunities to partner, to acquire, to uh, engage with so that we can globally expand and also expand the portfolio in the areas um, that we currently operate in. Uh, our strategy, um, so when I came in first, you know, uh, we put a strategy in place that will see us out over the next three to five years. And that is very much predominantly based on organic growth within our current markets, uh, expansion into many other territories, and also um, the BD projects, as I mentioned. You know, so very excited about those, many of which actually are IP-based projects that we're developing ourselves in-house. So a lot of different um, parts, I suppose, of the role and like I said, no two days are the same, so it, it keeps me on my toes. Mm, I'm sure that must be the case. So uh, we're, we're recording this particular episode of, of the Pharma Forum podcast um, in, in a early April, a c- couple of weeks uh, after the UK uh, instigated a countrywide uh, lockdown to try and stem the local effects of the, the 2020 global coronavirus um, outbreak. I'd be really interested in, to hear about the, what kind of challenges you face um, because of this. First, uh, certainly in, in ordinary circumstances, um, but if we start off first with perhaps how has the current situation meant that you and your company have had to have to change things? 
Well, first and foremost, I think, as you rightly said, Dominic, nobody anticipated what was going to happen um, and the current landscape that we're operating in. So first and foremost, it was about two things for me. It was about how do I keep my staff safe and how do I get uh, the products that are badly needed to the patient? Because it is all about helping the NHS do what they need to do and also in the middle of that, keeping my own staff safe. So when the initial guidelines were introduced, we started immediately to introduce social distancing. We started to introduce segregation policies such as working from home. And then we very quickly followed in line with the government regulations on an ongoing basis. But all the while, you know, trying to ensure that distribution of our products was not going to be affected in any way, because we do need to get these medicines out to the patients that need them more than ever at this time. So we've been operating, I suppose, under a model of the essential business of what needs to get done, focusing on the day, what do we need to get out, how are we going to do it in a most effective manner while keeping everybody safe. And I have to say to date, I've been incredibly proud of all of the ways that this company and my staff have helped out, not just within this organization, but also on a personal level in terms of other initiatives, etc., that everybody has been doing to try and help in these challenging times. And away from the current challenging times, which, of course, are forcing all of us to work in different ways to, to amend our lives, hopefully only for the, for the short term. But away from that situation, looking to um, your role as uh, managing director for, for Galen and maybe just some of the, the ordinary challenges maybe that you, you would come, come across within that role. Can you tell me a bit about, about that, if we can look at this in, in more ordinary terms, if that's the right, the right yeah. way of putting it? Of course. Well, I think it, it's it's a very interesting question um, because and a very valid one, I suppose, because it's so easy to get wrapped up in the COVID situation and not realise that almost on a daily basis we face ongoing challenges, particularly in this industry. You know, I mean, never have we seen more clearly over the last 12 to 18 months in the midst of, of Brexit and, and the serialisation projects. Uh, you know, prices decreasing, um, markets continuing to be more difficult to operate in, getting regulatory approval in many markets um, being difficult, you know. And then I suppose within ourselves, you know, the desire to expand and expand quickly and to increase our footprint, which all causes um, both excitement, but also challenges along the way. So we're constantly, I suppose, operating in that challenging space of trying to monitor the landscape of the industry in all of the different uh, regions that we work in and still operate to the same level of effectiveness and bring and produce the same high standard of service that we normally do. So I think that's been an ongoing challenge. And, and I think as well as prices continue to be squeezed it can become more and more difficult to keep medicines in certain markets across the globe because there does come a time where you know you question whether it's viable and that's something we continuously monitor you know as we move forward so you know we've navigated as best we can i think some of the bigger challenges but on a daily basis the challenges we face is the ever changing landscape within this industry. And I wonder, we're, we're hearing quite a bit around, or certainly 
uh, how COVID-19 has um, first and foremost changed almost everything in day-to-day life at, at the moment. But on a, on a business level, um, how we, we read a fair bit about how companies are, are adapting, are having to, to change. We see the rise of um, home working um, on a much wider scale than ever before. Maybe also the rise in digitalization, perhaps digital health, again, even more than it might have been before. Uh, with that in mind, have, have there been any lessons you think um, that uh, you and your company have learned from how you've responded to the um, coronavirus um, pandemic and that you might be able to put into, put into practice once we return to a, more of a sense of normality? Yeah, there absolutely have. I'm, I mean, I think um, one of the things, as you said there, we've had to very much rely on is this idea of virtual you know, working. Um, many of the IT platforms have become, a, a, I suppose, you know, a lifeline for mm. many people now who are working from home. We're doing a lot more interaction across those platforms on a daily basis as we connect. And in some ways, actually, you know, some of my team have commented that we're almost, even though we're isolated and many people are isolated working from home, they've probably never been more connected because they just go on to the computer and they can see a face in front of them and they can have a five minute conversation and and something's done so it's almost lessening the email trail which is no Mm -hmm. bad thing I think in in the working uh, landscape so that's been very positive I think to your point as well though I think what we've really started to see is how important social media is in terms of getting messaging out there Now, of course, that always poses a difficulty in the pharmaceutical area because we are so limited in terms of what we can and cannot do under the regulations. Mm. So it's always being mindful of what we can do within the regulations and also serving the patient in terms of the information that we get to them. One of the the biggest areas for us where we have utilized that is we have a medical nutrition portfolio. So we have products that are used in rare metabolic diseases and most of our interactions would be with the clinician and, and the patients themselves. So in that space, social media and virtual working becomes very important to keep these patients receiving their their life-sustaining supplemental medication and, and their medical nutrition, but at the same time being able to stay connected to them when we can't meet them at normal conferences and the normal workshops that we would be going to. Because, of course, as you know, most conferences have been cancelled, you know, over the last month and and for the additional two months to come as we navigate our way through this. So definitely a huge amount of learnings uh, for us in terms of being agile, finding a different way to do things and still maintaining our effectiveness in that space. And if if we move on to to broader themes of of your company and the, the wider uh, sector as it currently stands. Um, where would you say that the Galen fits into the into the current UK life sciences ecosystem? Yeah, so I suppose you know Galen was established over fifty one years ago now by Sir Alan Maclay, and you know Sir Sir Alan's vision was always about advancing human health globally. You know, and and that was really really important for him. And the way I would see Galen today is we're definitely more a, a specialty. Uh, with an arm in, in the generics based pharmaceutical company, but we're really about uh, 
um, commercializing, marketing and selling our own branded products, but we distribute hugely for a number of our global partners as well. Um, within the UK uh, ecosystem, we would be well known because of the fact that we've been around, I suppose, for so long. Um, and we would have an established commercial infrastructure in that space. Um, but that's constantly evolving and growing as we move into new areas. So, you know, predominantly we would have had our brand trust saver that many people would be aware of. And in recent times, then we've become much more specialized and focused in bringing, you know, specific emergency department related products to the arena. And also uh, we did acquire a company recently that's given us the medical nutrition portfolio that I discussed. So I think where Galen used to fit, where it fits now and where it will fit in the future is an evolving journey, but a very exciting one as we expand our portfolio, therefore being able to offer additional opportunities for cost-saving medicines and really important products to the NHS. And you've you mentioned um, uh, before about uh, how Galen is privately owned. Uh, I'd be yes. in, in, interested to, to hear from you about what, what that means, uh, how, how that makes it maybe different from other pharmaceutical companies uh, and the way it can operate, uh, but also what it means for, for Galen employees. So I suppose, you know, it's first and foremost, it's a really interesting and wonderful for me personally. I, I love the culture and the ethos here working in um, Galen and of course Galen is part of the Almac group so the culture and the ethos is very unique and and definitely when you come into it you know you feel that straight away um, every penny earned in this business by ourselves and by our caring company the Almac group it's reinvested into the company so that's very exciting for everybody because they always feel like they're contributing to the growth and development of this company you know, they're not just a worker, they're really part of it. And I think, you know, over the past five decades, there's been many successful collaborations and partnerships with like-minded companies in other key markets that have built that strategic network. Being privately owned, of course, we don't have to answer to shareholders. So again, coming back to that message that every piece of profitability that we make is about reinvesting into our people into the company and growing it for the future. So people take a lot of pride in that, myself included, and we always strive to just be the best we can so that we can be successful as this company moves forward. And finally, Denise, I'd, uh, I'd like to look at the future, certainly a, a post-coronavirus, um, uh, COVID-19 future, but looking into more of the, uh, the longer term, what do you think the, uh, the future looks like for, for Galen? What, what would you like it to look like? So um, the future is very exciting, actually, for Galen, because the most important thing for us is to start with a collaborative strategy within the Almac group so that we can maximise our potential opportunities by being part of the wider group. But it really is the strategic focus of building on our current portfolio in both specialty and niche branded generics. We're going to continue to do that through acquisitions, licensing and development. Um, we're going to further our global expansion. As I mentioned previously, we recently acquired a company in the Nordics, which will allow us to springboard into Northern Europe, and that will become our Northern Europe hub. That also then allows for further global expansion into places like the emerging markets. And we will ultimately look towards 
Asia and Australasia and, and far uh, greater opportunities there as we expand. Galen actually has an established business in the US and we will continue to grow with that and develop it through additional products, um, both our own products and uh, partnering with others. And for me, really, it's about allowing Galen to achieve the best possible version of itself and and we have to do that through each and every individual that works with Galen you know ensuring that the people are valued that uh, we value and take pride in what we do so that we can bring the best level of service to our partners to our patients to the healthcare professionals to ultimately create a company that everyone is proud to be a part of and we certainly wish you well with that well Denise thank you very much for joining the Pharma Forum podcast Thank you, Dominic. My pleasure. And that concludes episode 20 of the Pharma Forum podcast and my discussion with Galen's Denise Broderick about being a UK leader. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other installments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. And don't forget to visit our website to sign up for daily or weekly email pharmaceutical news and analysis bulletins, and follow us on Twitter, where we are at Pharma Forum. Pharma Forum.